Hi, and welcome to Dissecting Dexter. I'm your host, Gareth Watkins, coming to you from deepest Yorkshire on what's been a pretty blowy March day. Mother's Day here in the UK. However, with my own mum 200 miles away and COVID still preventing a visit and my wife out at work, it's been a quiet day. And I've been able to watch another three season two episodes of a certain serial killer show. I call it my re-rewatch. No note take, no note taking, no podcast to do about them. Just watch and enjoy. And maybe we'll talk about the delights of season two later. But I want to get us on topic. When I did my catch up podcast late last year, I promised that we'd get together to chat about the forthcoming Dexter revival. Filming is currently underway for season nine. And while there are no plot details out there yet, I thought now might be a nice time to collect our thoughts, spoiler free, and think about what the new season might have in store. I say spoiler free, there's been a bit of casting news and some information about where they're filming at the moment, but I don't consider most of that terribly spoilery. Now, I'm not on my own today. I've got two old friends of the podcast who've kindly returned at short notice, both who I think have been missing the Dexter conversation and are brimming full of speculation about what season nine will bring. Firstly, from the four player gaming podcast at fourplayernetwork.com. So you've got your plug in there. It's Nick Henderson. Hi, Nick. Hello, Gareth. How's it going? It goes very well. Yeah. Uh, how have you been doing? Uh, doing well, obviously uh, hunkered down because of COVID, but uh, I've been itching to have a Dexter conversation uh, with fellow fans for quite some time. So looking forward to it. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Has lockdown been kind to you? Uh, yeah, it hasn't. It, it's been. Uh, I mean, I my social life has taken a bit of a hit, as for as I'm sure it has for a lot of people. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been been having a lot of nice gaming time. I suppose is the way I'll choose to look at it. Also. With us is our good friend, feedbacker extraordinaire, and even occasional host of Dissecting Dexter. It's Travis Shefflin. Hi, Travis. Gareth Watkins, I heard you was dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what year is it? <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like we've slipped back through time about um, eight years. We're back, baby. Dexter's back. Uh, Clyde Phillips is back. Uh, Gareth is back. The waffling <laughs> is back. <laughs> Everything old is new again. Well, I, I I try to keep the waffling to a minimum just then, just for for everybody's benefit. But I um I can't promise there will be no waffling when season nine comes around. What a professional you are, man! You know, you just did that that little intro, Nick and I, Nick, right? Yes. The, 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 the all I see is an N on my screen now, and I'm like, oh crap! I don't want to call. <laughs> call him nick his name's nate or something nick and i sat here quietly and and gareth just i don't think he has a script did you well that was a beautiful intro that was one take we didn't he didn't goof up at all what a consummate host i'm gonna be honest i've been hosting a podcast for going on 12 years now and i could not have done that on one take as nicely as gareth has so very well done You're, you're you're very kind and uh not a note in sight he says as his nose gets a bit longer um (laughs) um so yes so we're we're here um and probably wouldn't have been had it had it not been for the uh uh, the exciting news in the autumn about the dexter revival which uh i think travis you may have been the one to break it to me or was it it may have even been you on twitter nick um 
I thought I was being punked when that first happened because my phone started blowing up, you know, people in our own community, you know, I, I had this reputation for being the Dexter nerd in my community. So everybody started pinging me immediately. I was, I was at work and uh, I was like, there's no, there's no, there's no way this is happening. No way. And then, and then I saw the tweet from Showtime and I just like lost my mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? You guys probably the same as me uh, for years and years there would be fake outs, P- you know, stupid people mm-hmm. make little Photoshop posters. And if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, they wouldn't even be that good. But people who are gullible or they just want to believe like the X-Files, they, you know, I, I, I'm on like the Dexter subreddit and they would, you know, oh, season nine's coming. And it'd be a kind of, it'd be like a crappy Photoshop of like previous like promotional yeah. art, but they, oh, Dexter's got blood splashed and Hannah's there and, you know, season nine coming. And I'm like, oh, shut up. You know, like this would, all these places would be reporting this if this is true, but sure, uh, geekcentral.net is the <laughs> got the exclusive scoop on this. Sure, mm, you know, yeah, uh, it'd be a lot of stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And so when I saw the news, yeah, I did. I I messaged Gareth because yeah, it seemed it's pretty official. And uh, yeah, I guess it's yeah. still going on. It's, it's one happening. of the first things I did after like after the initial shock had kind of set in and or worn off, and I was kind of like starting to form thoughts. I was like, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a tweet at at gareth and see if he's planning on bringing the podcast back <laughs> which i did so <laughs> it was it was one of my first thoughts as well i thought oh shit i've got to do a podcast each week again because <laughs> it's, oh, what a it's world. quite intense when you're in the middle of a season it's it's um and, and you're working full-time as well I, I have to admit it and i think i said on the on the show when we got to the end i was pretty burnt out um mm-hmm. so nothing uh, like a seven-year hiatus to to really but, breathe yeah, life well, back yeah, into it yeah that i have no excuse to for my podcasting batteries not to have recharged uh, uh no excuse at all so um but i think i think i can do it so oh, we I know have, you, we know you can man i mean we what have is, total is faith it, is I've, it i've got it in 10 me. episodes it's not even the yeah. full it's 12, it's 10 right? episodes yeah 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 the cable yeah. tv's done funny things over the last 10 years right where you know uh broadcast tv was always 24 episodes a season or something similar mm-hmm. cable sopranos comes around goes 12 motherfucker can we curse on this can i say motherfucker go go for it 12 it motherfucker i'm with the sopranos <laughs> we're prestige tv so then 12 became the cable standard um breaking bad which is a different cable network but you know they did like 13 and then slowly it became 10 and then you know net netflix streaming and all that stuff came out and then to 10 is is the standard now eight for some things right like stranger things is like yeah. eight episodes you know, I'm not really sure what they how like how they necessarily determine what like what the run is going to be for a particular show. Sometimes I wonder if it specifically has to do with like the story they're trying to tell. Um, and, you know, cl- like you said, Travis, uh, Clyde Phillips is back and it makes me wonder if if he's coming back with a very specific story. And he's like, I only need 10 episodes. 10 episodes is all I need to tell the story that I want to tell. And that's what they that's what they greenlit him for. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like Clyde Phillips has enough sway with Showtime, uh, given his track record, that he could probably do whatever he wants if he says he'll come back and do it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all killer and no filler, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I've been re- I've been doing a rewatch myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, my fiance is watching. She jumped on with me, I think, after season three because she had never fit. She had never seen past season three. So Ooh. she starts. She jumped in with me on season four, what and she's treat. watching. 
Yeah, and we're in <laughs> we're about halfway through season seven right now. Right. And one thing I've noticed quite a bit more of now that I've separated, it's been a while since I've rewatched it, and she's noticing now because she's watching it for the first time, is there's definitely quite a bit of filler or definitely there's there's some episodes in particular it's just like this didn't really need to exist and i i feel like clyde phillips probably is like i want to make a season that's that's tight that doesn't have any of that filler yeah there's a lot of shows that that are guilty of um of having filler i think um what immediately spring to mind are the um uh the the netflix marvel shows like daredevil Mm. um luke cage that at, at their core have a good story and some good characters, but the season gets padded out. And I, I suspect it's probably Netflix that order 12 episodes. Yeah. And I just think bloody hell, we've only got about eight, seven you know, or eight another episodes show, of good story here. Yeah. Another show that fluctuates, I've, I've noticed a lot is the walking dead, which, you know, is still going, but strangely enough, like sometimes their seasons are like, you know, 20 something episodes. Sometimes they're like 18 mm-hmm. and those at the same time, they're also, it's a walking dead. So there's plenty of, filler episodes in there so who knows how these decisions are made but i did think it was interesting that that dexter came back with the with 10 instead of the the usual 12 but yeah i guess that'll make it interesting yeah i I think as you say um clyde phillips has had many years to think about what he might have done with the series um Mm -hmm. obviously he left at the end of season four so he left on a high um very high yeah yeah and uh he had his own ideas about how the uh show would have ended um and probably during that time he, he at the point oh, rather at the point that he left he may well have had some ideas ruminating in his head about where the show might have gone had he stayed on yeah um and then all these years since to refine those and and, and use that season eight finale as a as a, as a jumping point um so I, I feel i feel quietly confident that um this notion of all killer and no filler um uh, I, I feel quietly confident in that that that's going to be the case and that um perhaps he's he's maybe done a deal with showtime and so look we we want to do 10 episodes yeah um, um one thing i because he has you know obviously when this news broke it was it was announced very much as a this is a one-off revival one season um reboot uh and then of course travis mentioned the rumors that are circulating that there might be additional seasons after this but i'm wondering how that's how how possible is it that there's additional seasons considering multiple times clyde phillips in interviews has said this was this is meant to be a standalone season that that offers like it's a second chance at doing a proper ending because we all know how people feel about the ending of of yeah the show as it exists now so it, it seems to me like he would only come back if he had the opportunity to basically give it a a better ending yeah yeah well i think even michael c hall himself has spoken ironically about how the show ended yeah. um and and it's kind of surprising that he allowed that to happen when he was a producer on the show um in in those later seasons and um will have had Im- probably immense power and, and influence on on the story i would think if he you know to, to veto yeah. something if he didn't like it but he's been quoted i saw a quote yeah. today where he said essentially he put his sister in the ocean what the hell was that so i think <laughs> he's looking back and thinking maybe that wasn't the best way for the show to end i yeah, i know there's been oh. there was sorry I, there was a conversation i don't remember where it was but uh it was kind of implied that 
Showtime basically said, no matter how they end it, they can't kill him. They have to leave it open so they can bring him back. And I don't. Beyond that, I don't know how much creative control was given to Michael C. Hall or or what. Or maybe he was just burnt out by the end. It was just kind of like, it's got to end. Y'all just do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Clyde Phillips' um, idea for how the show would have ended, I think, would have been quite terminal. Mm. Uh, his yeah. his notion was that the final scene would be Dexter waking up um, after whatever had just transpired, and we think, oh, it was just a dream, and then the camera sort of um the, the picture widens so that we see he's actually strapped down on the electrocution ta- the um execution table um about to be uh, administered the injection and um he looks around and he sees uh visions of all the people he's killed um particularly the big bads um and and Phillips had in mind that Rita would be there um dokes and and some of the others that he was might not have killed himself but was arguably responsible for right um and then it would and then it would cut i think so that would have been being very... that he was executed at the end and that was always how i thought the show would end yeah, yeah. It would end with yeah. him being executed and winking at the camera at the end giving us a little twinkle and part of me was like well now's their chance to maybe kind of circle back around and do that but now there's already talk of there being additional seasons so it's like well maybe that isn't the the new ending he had in mind um for the, for this new season but who knows but yeah, i think that I would have been a very poignant way to end the original show i would have liked uh, that. especially if they pulled some ca- some big cameos off or yes yeah, like bring back some some big names for that scene would have been really cool yeah yeah just for faces and um it would have given us given us that little touch of nostalgia at the end as a, as a mm-hmm. send-off that that would have been quite poignant perhaps as well to see um if he locked eyes with rita that would have um you know that i, I don't think that'd have been a dry eye in the house would there no nope, that would have right. been nice <laughs> i gotta <laughs> chime in here see i've always been wild i remember back in, in season one the show was funny you remember gareth you're in the midst of those the salad days of the show shows can, the show can be very funny right Oh, well, I was I was lolling this afternoon. What well, I think I, I texted you, didn't I? It was the uh, famous pardon my pardon tits my moment. Tits, yeah. And then <laughs> and then and then Deb immediately pushes past her and goes into the bedroom where Dex is surrounded by 101 candles. And she says, yeah. who's the skank? Uh-huh. Were you trying to set her on fire? Fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. yeah. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. 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 So the show used to be funny, right? It used to yeah. be very dark comedic. And I might do this a couple of times. So forgive me. But I have de- mm-hmm. my. My fanboyum has definitely shifted from Dexter to Breaking Bad. Is it, I mean, Breaking Bad's not new to me, but that's like, for me, that's like the gold standard of like it's cable bomb, drama. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but I, no, I don't disagree with you. That show is fantastic. I mean, Dexter's always been my favorite, just from like a, a conceptual standpoint. But Breaking Bad was pretty much executed amazingly from start oh, to finish, which it's perfect. You know, but this isn't a Breaking Bad podcast. I I only bring that up <laughs> because Breaking Bad, like Dexter, was very very funny in the beginning. Um, and I, I say this because to me, in my perfect vision of how the series would have gone, I never needed Dexter to get caught. I never needed Deborah to find out in my, for my enjoyment, Mm -hmm. because you know that I liked the sardonic dark humor of the show. I don't know. Dexter getting caught, that kind of ruins that. Like the, you know, the first episode, the first season really with with its, it's Latin music. It's fun. Ooh, what Dexter's doing is fun. It's, it's funny. Whoops. I almost, 
Reed almost caught me. Ah, but she's stupid, you know. And then it, <laughs> you know, and then it, it, the show when it gets really down into the drama part, you know, then you start you suddenly start to like all these other characters. And um, when, when you say that that was likely Clyde Phillips's uh, original intent was to end it that way, like to me, I'd be a little disappointed. I always pictured it. it, it it's almost shameful to say, so don't don't tell anybody. This just stays between us three, okay? Okay. Yeah, for the sure. I, the idea, the the kernel of the idea of what happened, how the show ended, isn't terrible to me. Uh, Dexter in exile isn't terrible to me. Mm-hmm. But him with the glued on beard across the country, his da- his son with, with some stranger who's a murderer in South America, that's terrible to me. But the idea of Dexter doing some sort of self-punishment for his deeds, that's fine. I always pictured something, this is stupid, so that's why... I'm not a writer for cable, but like even something like Dexter ended up in a wheelchair or something where like he still has the need to kill, but he physically can't do it anymore. You know, so it's a little bittersweet, right? Like, okay, well, maybe Dexter is going to be off the hook, but he's also kind of a tortured soul now. Like, ah, I can't physically kill anybody anymore. I don't know. I think maybe that's a little cliche, too. But I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Travis. I I don't I I I wouldn't say I'm a defender of season eight by any stretch of the imagination. But there were elements of that ending that I did not hate as well. And it's probably very much in line with kind of what you said. I, 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 I felt like the whole Hannah being Hannah taking his son and going to Argentina was a bit of a stretch, especially as a character who we've been tried, who they've spent seasons trying to convince us that he cares about his son. It seemed like a bit of a, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, and at also, the same don't time, forget, I'm sorry, I got to cut in real quick. Hold you uh-huh. your thought. Don't forget, Dexter drove into a hurricane and survived. He didn't fake right. driving into a hurricane, right? Like he, the right. idea is he faked his death, but we watched him literally drive into a hurricane. How the hell did he survive that? Yeah. Go on. Did he have another boat? <laughs> I don't know. I, ho- I hope they don't ever explain that because I don't need them to explain. <laughs> to oh, explain no, that. there's no explanation. They need to just ignore it. Just move on. Why yeah. I mean, if, if you had a, a the beauty a, of this whole thing is that they something. are planning to ignore so much of it yeah. um because the because the they're treating it as in real time it's you know it's been seven years in the show in the new season there's a lot of little details like that that i'm that they don't feel the need to really address and i feel like the audience probably just kind of wants to forget season eight by and large anyways so as long as they don't completely rewrite things and pretend like they didn't happen or whatever which they have they've said they have no intention of doing then I feel like they, people can largely just kind of ignore season eight <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Well, you know, yeah. for me, I'm totally okay with the sin of omission, right? Like, yeah, yeah they don't, you don't have to rewrite it, but just don't bring it up. You, you know, I don't know. I guess we're gonna, we're kind of jumping right in. I don't know if Gareth had a, a plan, but I'll tell you something that I would want for the new season. And this is probably just me and about three other dudes or ladies listening to this. Man, I could go the whole season without you even mentioning Hannah Harrison. This could just be like a, re, a, a reboot what you call a soft reboot i don't Mm -hmm. i don't need to see or even hear about those two characters this could all be dexter's new adventures in in lumberland or wherever he is right uh i i tend to agree like i I feel like honestly i feel like for the last three seasons of that show they were they didn't know what to do with harrison Mm -hmm. so uh, giving them a way to write that character out the, the best thing hannah could have done as her legacy is take harrison out of the equation which yeah. I think they have. And I think yeah. it's going to be hard for them to kind of circle back around and address that 
but I could also totally see them doing it because it is a huge like elephant in the room. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. If, they, if we make it through this new season and there's no mention of Harrison or if he doesn't surprise, like show up as like a young, you know, uh, at this what at this point, he would be what, like he'd be like 12 or 13, 14. Yeah. Like, like if, if they don't somehow bring him back into the, the thing is, if they bring him back into the fold, I feel like it's impossible to do that without bringing Hannah back into the fold. Ugh. And <laughs> Hannah is not a character. Hannah is not a character that was created by Clyde Phillips. I kind of feel like he doesn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, they could just do like the Scooby Doo, just like you know, oh Scrappy Doo, he's not around anymore. You know, Hannah, <laughs> did you, you know, it, you got Simpsons, you know, oh Hannah died on the way back to her home planet. Sorry, <laughs> that's a Poochie <laughs> reference. I don't know if the Simpsons is big over with with you, Gareth, but Poochie's yep, a big yep. Simpsons joke. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, go on. I, I had a thought, but I don't want to hold on to it. Go on. Yeah, so I, let's I, see if Gareth wants to get this back on track. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I didn't have a structure for the the conversation. I'm, I'm I'm have no problem with us just sort of rambling and and sort of get going through um, our thoughts about the new season. And I I did plan on asking you guys how your feelings have have sort of um, fermented over the years following mm-hmm. season eight. So we're kind of going through that now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I I had accepted. Uh, I'd reached a point of acceptance that season eight was a bit of an anticlimax, but like you guys, um, I, I feel that it wasn't it wasn't the complete disaster that some would uh, would have have you believe. Um, mm-hmm. I was I, I thought it was quite fine that Dexter self-imposed um, his self-imposed exile um, because his if if we'd learned anything from or if he'd seen anything from the, the time we spent with him was that people who get close to him often end up being hurt or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he probably feared that for Harrison if he stuck around, that he would lose. And Harrison's his own flesh and blood. Um, right. And also a tie back to um, to his, you know, his love of, of Rita. Um, so for that reason, I would be surprised and a bit disappointed if he wasn't at least mentioned uh in mm-hmm. the new season that maybe i don't know maybe he's found some way to reach out to hannah i got the sense that he she didn't have any way of getting in touch with him and he knew she'd gone to argentina but that was it um so i don't know whether that would have been possible or whether he thought it best simply just to sort of um uh, cut the cord right um but i i would be surprised if, if he's not mentioned uh at some point because like you say it would be the elephant in the room otherwise um he was his i wouldn't son be surprised all. to find out that that maybe dexter is somehow keeping tabs on him without in, without actually reaching out to him and letting him know that he's alive um you know because the assumption is that dexter is dead and he's very much moved on I wouldn't be surprised at all if in this new season he's not even he's going by a completely new name. Uh, I can't imagine what that would be, but um, you know it'll the implication be, is it, that it will be laced with references to uh, <laughs> one of his early kills or uh, oh, it, it'll have some be, meaning to us, won't it? <laughs> it's gonna be like Chainsawman or something like that. <laughs> That'll be his name. <laughs> oh my god, um, that's a but cool yeah, I, Chain. What up? Yeah, he's just going by little Chino. Yeah, there we go, little big Chino. <laughs> he's big Chino now. I'm the captain now. 
Yeah. So um, yeah. So I would I would expect Harrison. I would be surprised if Harrison wasn't mentioned. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't expect us to see him because it would still make sense that that Dexter would um, not want to risk bringing any kind of danger his way simply through how he is and what he has to do. Yeah, um, he'll he'll be mentioned, but I mean realistically in air quotes. Realistically, like in what mechanism would br- would bring Harrison back to the states like I mm. found you I know the police couldn't find you but I did you know right. like I I feel like there'd have to be some is this our new um is this our new term for bad writing there'd have to be some season eight level writing for Harrison <laughs> to be like oh I I saw I saw a photo of you online you were in the background of the opening of the new strip mall and um, you know something so I I came yeah, yeah that you know, it'd have is- to be something wacky I tend yeah. I tend to think because Clyde Phillips, as I as I understand it, Clyde Phillips, you know, he has a writing room, obviously. But but the like the underpinnings of the new season, like the the major the major plot points that get you from point A to point B in this new season were all dreamed up by Clyde Phillips. And yeah, that's what I understand. Yeah. And his track record, I mean, he did, you know, he very much kind of had the same role in in the first four seasons. And I think he demonstrated that. He, I mean, even, I, even like in that, if you look at just that force, that first four season block, even at its, at its quote unquote low point, which I guess a lot of people would agree is, you know, season three, I think a lot of the things they did, even in that weakest season were, were quite smart and really well executed. And I, there is a, there is a noticeable difference. There's a noticeable shift in writing style, and the amount of disbelief that they expect the audience to to uh, suspend in season one through four versus seasons six through eight or, or yeah five through eight, yeah. Um, and and that was the that was the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around because he he makes a lot of if you look at the back half of that show he makes a lot of decisions that the the Dexter from the first half of the show would never have made. Um, and I feel like I'm hoping that this is kind of with Clyde Phillips back on board and Michael C. Hall gave is like, a, he's, he's said multiple times, like a lot of the reason why he agreed to come back was because the story this time, he said he's been pitched on it several times and this story from Clyde Phillips won him over. So I'm hoping this is kind of a return to just that tighter writing style of the first four seasons. Mm. Which I think a lot of people are are probably yeah yeah we're all, ho- we're all hoping, there. but I can't let this podcast go by without being cynical. I'll remind <laughs> you, even I love that first four seasons. It's not perfect. There's some no Clyde, no absolutely under not. Clyde Phillips's watchful eye. There was some wacky mm-hmm. Jackie stuff going on. Sure, like, sure, uh, yeah. Like season four, I remember Dexter having two Thanksgivings. What the hell are you thinking? Remember when he oh. hid inside of a he hid inside of a casket and then somehow put a tarp? I mean, I, I don't know. This isn't maybe this is like a set design problem, but he hid inside of a casket to hide from Trinity and somehow while he was inside the casket, put a tarp on top of himself from inside the casket. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. I, I mean, I know what. Yeah. I remember he's hiding. In the I know it is. Yeah. He pops out of the casket just in time for Deb to open the garage and come in, and he's you know, oh, oh which hey, whatever just, it. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, there's always needed to be a certain. S- certain amount of disbelief suspended. I mean, and also and this is one thing I've, I've kind of tried to come to grips with uh, is for the show to work for the audience to get on board with what the main character is doing. There has to be a certain level of 
uh, certain lack of realism. I feel like if this was like ultra realistic, uh, it would start to feel too gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it would mm-hmm. just be I, as an audience member, as someone who, you know, as, as someone who doesn't wholly approve of the things this character is doing, if it was too, if it felt too real, I feel like people would have had a hard time connecting with the characters. That's why I feel like so much of the writing in the show is kind of loosey goosey with how he gets away with things. Yeah, uh, and that's and they that, keep it lighthearted, I guess. Yeah, and that that's what I was just going to say. The lighthearted nature. I think going back to what Travis was saying about the um, the larger amount of humor in those early seasons, particularly season one, that uh, that was perhaps necessary for what you're saying, Nick. To, mm-hmm. to attach us to this character who's who's a murderer um but it's kind of softened that well you know he only kills murderers and yeah but he's got a sense of humor and you know he's he's just a lost soul trying to fit in and he's got a tragic past um right and it's just <laughs> just just one of those things to uh like you say if it was too gritty and too dark um maybe we wouldn't have latched onto him the same which is kind of the territory they start to get into in like the last two seasons of the show that last season is i think so hard for some people to get into or to connect to because it feels maybe more so than any other season like depressing and dark and um and and don't get me wrong i like it when the show takes the occasional turn for like dark and serious but it almost always bounces back and goes for and then becomes something more approachable but that last season is so uh just i don't know i don't know how to describe it there's just there's not a ton of comedy um i, I don't know well, well there I, is, that last you know season what? is just kind of rough the, well harken back to what we had said previously about all killer no filler uh season eight has a lot of attempted comedy the last few seasons do because of probably a big problem with the final season oh and i hate to say it it hurts my my soul to say it but like any character that's not dexter or deb was wasting our goddamn time masuka's got a daughter who cares batista is now the owner of a bar what you know yeah and and maybe in in this new season you know i I, like the simpsons i love the old shit i my heart i still want to see masuka i still want to see angel i want to see la guerta somehow but I know I'm still I'm thinking about the past, how they used to be, you know, mm-hmm. re, look, Masuka was just a weird, unfunny pervert by the end. Batista, bless his heart, he had nothing to do. Right. He was a bar owner. And then he then he came back like, well, I'm the, the captain or the, the lieutenant now somehow. Um, uh, and and so I, mean, I don't even know if they're going to come back. And if, so if they do, are we going to spend time caring about them again or. I, maybe I'd rather see Angel again than them try to get me attached to some new buddy of Dexter's. So you are onto something. And and I've heard people say the same thing about um, the, the side characters feeling like a waste of time. And I think it's more so in like, again, kind of the later half of the show where the side characters, it basically if they're doing anything that is not somehow directly related to Dexter and his and what's going on with him, mm-hmm. it is a complete waste of time. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily need them to grow as characters. I like I like Batista a lot. And I like I, I liked seeing um, just the, the little tidbits here and there of him trying to rise through the ranks of the police force. And his relationship with Quinn was kind of nice for a while. Um, 
But like anything beyond that, where it's just like now they have their own standalone side story that we're going to spend scenes and scenes on like that. It, beca- it becomes a bit of a waste. But this new season, I think they've positioned themselves to do something uh, very exciting, which is that they've kind of as much as I would like to to know, you know, what's going on with Batista and Quinn and whatnot. Like I, they have the unique opportunity to avoid that and not worry about the filler and getting bogged down with those unimportant side stories and fill everyone, fill the scene around Dexter with, with new faces and hopefully make those new faces maybe more interesting and more directly related to what's going on in his story. Yeah. I think I remember, I remember feedback about this point um, during season eight and it maybe it came from you, Travis, uh just that exact point that anything um the 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 side characters the supporting cast were um were the filler um Mm -hmm. and and their storylines like masuka with his daughter and batista with the bar there were storylines that weren't related to what dexter was doing dexter or deb um and they were just inconsequential as a result now i'm obviously I'm, i'm halfway through season two at the moment and everybody is involved in something connected to mm-hmm. Dexter. Obviously season two is very much dominated by the Bay Harbor butcher. Um, so when, when Batista's following up a lead, we know that it's got potentially got some consequences for Dexter. Yeah. Um, Masuka and his, his algae covered rocks, you know, that, mm-hmm. that could, you know, the rocks, again, Dexter, baby? Dexter makes a quip that he could be brought down by Masuka, the, mm-hmm. you know, the office pervert. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair, everything's connected. <clears throat> uh, to be fair to these non-existent characters, um, I, I guess I want to say, and maybe this is a, a credit to Clyde Phillips's superior writing, the the side characters weren't all filler always, right? Like thinking back to season one, Batista had his own side story about that was unrelated to Ice Truck Killer Dexter. Remember him and his wife, him trying yes. to be an honest cop with Dokes, right? Like, oh, do I rat on my buddy Dokes or not? Oh, my, I want to get back with my wife, but she doesn't want to, right? Uh, LaGuerta had her own little, they didn't, they don't go far with it. LaGuerta had her own little side thing with, oh, maybe she wants kids. She wants to be settled down or something, right? When she's with the the little boy. You you just saw this recently, right, Garrett? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's unrelated to Dexter, but at least back then the show was, although it's called Dexter, I was, I'd be more willing to call that show an ensemble show, right? Because all these characters had things going on that I like, oh, wow. I hope LaGuerta, I know she's kind of a bitch to to Deb, but you know, they're going to, she's gonna be all right you know that's what i thought but it, but it, it becomes laughable eventually you know i right. um i i'm in a minority in that i think season three is the second best season don't hmm. don't don't at me i like season three a lot don't at me um but you know <laughs> season three has like oh well well batista gets with that vice cop or whatever and i yeah. and i like that was that, that was honestly maybe the last side story at least for batista that i cared about oh i want batista to find love you know he season one he got fucked or season one he couldn't reconcile with his wife season two he fucked around with with lila that was a bad idea and then season three oh he's he's got something good but then of course season four it's like oh we broke off off screen don't worry about it. i think the exact thing he says is we wanted different things you know yeah. like, what and you know yeah. then that they added that added that's when the guerta and batista got together and i it kind of made it it was like non-drama you know it was like Oh no, we love each other, but we but the office rules say we can't. You know, it's like, oh okay, <laughs> right. is this is this the drama I'm supposed to care about? So yeah. so one thing to point out, I think about uh, why maybe some of those earlier side stories I think worked better than the later ones. 
um, is that a lot of what was happening, even if it seemed indirectly or even if it seemed like it had nothing to do with Dexter directly, a lot of what was happening was being used to kind of because a lot of the, the the appeal of the show, especially in the earlier seasons, is like Dexter kind of learning how to be a human being from seeing the people in, around him deal with their own shit. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what was happening with 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 Angel and La Guerta and, you know, all that was usually being tied direct to Dexter because he was he was kind of watching this as an outsider and trying to figure it all out, which was nice. I, and then as they started, they, they started to get away from that, I think, as the show went on, it just became their side story. And Dexter was like, I mean, anytime they tried to, like, bring Dexter into the fold in one of those stories, he was just like, oh, God, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Remember when he was like <laughs> the, the witness for their for the Guerta and the, this is two seasons out for you, Gareth, on your rewatch. So forgive yeah. the spoilers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, remember, like. Dexter, you need to come in quick. And he, he rushes over. Hey, I need you to sign this paper that says that we're married now. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, just like, why? Why me? Yeah, it's like almost comical. Like this whole this whole show was going a, a whole different office romance show was going on behind Dexter's back. And he had no idea. And they just bring it's like they brought him in. It's a special guest star. Like, whoa, it was, hey, maybe, it was maybe almost Dexter. a metaphor for the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> for like, like what? Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys but, are dating. <laughs> But you know what? Like one of the reasons why I think Angel in particular works better than most other every almost every other side character in the show uh, is because Dexter always kind of unofficially saw him as a, like they like they were friends. Like he liked Angel even if he didn't really understand what it meant to be a person who has friends. He was like, yes. I like Angel. And every time you you watch Dexter, kind of like you like. In uh, I think it's yeah in season four when when Batista gets shot and then Angel and uh, Dexter suddenly feels this like is that season four when when it was when Batista gets shot Batista um, gets stabbed in season one yes uh, right yeah yeah I struck killer stabs him and then in season, in, in season two he has the line when 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 Lila this is coming up soon for you Gareth uh, when Lila accuses him of raping her right was, right right. Dexter says something like, man, if I could be any real person in the world, it would be you. He says it out loud. It's not like an inner thing. He tells Angel, like, I, I, would, I wish I could be like you if I could be any. That is one of my favorite, like, moments of humanity in Dexter in the entire show. When he when he suddenly just feels compelled to tell Angel that he, like, kind of looks up to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. I think that was a great moment. And just mm. so many of the moments, I think they tr- they kind of forget, like, that's why those things were important in the first half of the show. And they get away from that a little too much in the second half. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, this new season has an opportunity to introduce new characters, make us care about those characters, and hopefully make them more directly imp- important to the, to the story more directly. Uh, especially since they're only trying to do it in 10 episodes. So. Yeah, they're not going to have that much time to to explore the new characters that much, perhaps to to the extent that we care about them. Not not yeah. everybody. I, I, we, we're getting a little bit of information coming through about um, some of the, uh, the the actors that have been cast already. Not many names jumping out as anyone I know. I don't know if you've had a look at the I, uh, any of the casting news. There's, there's one that jumps out as as potentially the big bag, big bag, big bag, big bad <laughs> the season. <laughs> <laughs> how rude clancy um, brown clancy brown yeah yeah from uh shawshank redemption and uh, i don't know if y'all saw Bob is what i know him from 
uh, Shawshank Redemption and SpongeBob. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> also, he is he is kind of I won't I wouldn't use the word prolific, but he shows up a lot in video games as like oh, voice acting in and Detroit. And I know you you were probably in, big yeah, on that. Yeah. Detroit, right? Um, and I think I think it's a great choice. I don't know if y'all saw who some of the runner ups. The people Showtime was was also considering casting in that role prior to them landing Clancy Brown. I saw um, one name. Yeah. John uh, Cusack. Which, Gareth yes. and I talked about when John Cusack was the rumor. John Cusack was the was the original rumor, and then at one point, I can I think they had actually gone in, to Tim Robbins, uh, and he turned it down. Uh, how, how weird! Because I definitely see John Cusack and Tim Robbins. I can see that, but Clancy Brown, that dude seems like he's eight feet tall and full of muscle. <laughs> like, like he doesn't seem like the that same kind. You know, it's it's interesting no. that they went that way. It is it is it does seem like like there's gonna maybe a, a change in like how they're gonna personify that character like how or how they're gonna like how he's gonna be directed and, and whatnot or portrayed um because like you said clancy brown's very different than both of those other people um I, I also and i like clancy brown i think he's a great choice um but i think one of those oh. casting rumors that seems so like kind of out of left field and i think those are always the most exciting ones um yeah i i know i mean like like the common example is always like just remember how you felt the first time you found out that Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker and then all of a sudden it was like what the yeah. fuck like yeah. <laughs> I remember you know, I remember uh, where I was when when I, I'm gonna sidetrack very briefly I was at I was in the, the computer lab at my college I had just you know I was a freshman or something in college and I remember seeing that that first Heath Ledger image and I was like what a fucking joke in the worst way this is the ter- who what are they thinking and you know boy was I wrong yeah, I, and and that and those are, I mean, it doesn't always obviously guarantee a, a hit or or a winner, but like, but like, the, if you want to talk Dexter examples, like I was a little unsure about John Lithgow, um, when he was announced because I was like, because I knew John Lithgow from uh, Third Rock from the Rock. Sun, uh, yeah. and you know he's just it seems so like how do you, how does he play a bad guy? And then, you know. One episode in, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and I was kind of hoping maybe John Cusack could have been like that. Clancy Brown has played villains before, quite yes. often actually, um, and he does it well. But I see, I feel like I know a little bit more of what to expect now going into this, which is in in some senses is kind of a disappointment. But at the same time, I'm excited to see what he does with it. I, I mean, it's not it's not casting against type, is it? And and I think that would have been more right. exciting, like John Cusack uh would have been cast against type wouldn't it uh, right he would have been more interesting and tim robbins as well i mean he's he's a, a, a taller guy than john cusack but um not although if you've if you've watched um if you've watched castle rock the second season of castle rock he wasn't mm. exactly he was in that show and he wasn't exactly a villain but he was a very imposing character and a very mm. um uh intimidating character uh, which I wasn't really expecting. So if you if you if anyone would be interested to see what he could have brought to the table as a Dexter villain, I would recommend the second season of Castle Rock, which is also just a okay. great ep- great season of television. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know Clancy Brown. We'll see. Yeah, so he's he's playing uh, a character who's a, a former truck driver who um, it sounds like now is is the unofficial mayor of a small town called Iron Lake. So it's it's. Small town, small town America, small community. Um, I don't know whether it's the small town in which Dexter now resides or whether it's just a town that he arrives so, at for some reason. So real quick, and this might be a great time to because the I think the biggest shock of this whole announcement of this new season was the shift in scenery. Um, 
and how it now takes place in like upstate New York and it's filming in Massachusetts. Um, and so I follow a couple of the directors on Twitter and they're, and they're, and also, uh, Scott Reynolds, yes. uh, is back to tweeting, uh, about Dexter a lot. Cause he's obviously heavily involved. So he's tweeting like set photos, um, a Wasn't lot. Scott Reynolds, the fake Gareth, wasn't he the guy who tried to start the Dexter podcast when Gareth yes. already had a podcast? Yes. He yeah, did. He, he did. did, the, he did the, uh, yeah, I had to uh, um, send a get my lawyer to send him a letter. Cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. Change the name. Yeah. I know. What a. Bad. Yeah. I, I had to. I had to make a stand. What's his name? <laughs> Scott Derrick. Scott Reynolds. Scott Reynolds. More like Scott yeah. Renat. Not on. I'll. I'll think of a better one and I'll come back to you on that. We'll circle back around to that for sure. Yeah, I can edit that bit out, Travis. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. Would you please? Would you just edit this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, um, Scott was. Scott was obviously very heavily not involved Reynolds, in the latter. That he, he was very heavily involved in the writing stuff, wasn't he? In the the latter few yeah. seasons. Um, although he he did. I've, I've noticed his name popping up as a staff writer in season two. So he's been with the show I th- a long I think time. He, yeah, I think he's always been part of the writing the writing room for the show, but he took a more he became uh, I think he was like the second in line after Scott Buck, who, as far as I know, I think a lot of people attribute like kind of the downfall of the show to Scott Buck. Um, whether that's true, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's kind of what a lot of people said. And as far as I can tell, Scott Buck doesn't have any involvement in this new season. But Scott Reynolds, I think, was always his second uh like second lead writer on the show in the second half of the show and he's he's back now but he's been tweeting a lot of photos from the set nothing like no photo no photos of like michael c hall or any of the actors but like you get a sense for like what kind of scenery they're filming in they're doing a lot of like stuff in the woods and there's snow on the ground and it's just it's a completely different vibe now Um, now let me ask you because you you maybe are more privy to information than i did than i am uh, when mm-hmm. we last left Dexter in season eight, I don't know if it was ever explicitly stated, but I think it was implicitly accepted by everybody. He was in Oregon, was Oregon. or Washington, yes. right? The, the yeah, show I think it actually said, says, I think it's, I think it actually says Oregon during that last scene where you see the lumberyard. Like, yeah. Welcome to Chainsaw, Oregon or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like yeah. that. Um, and so, yeah. And then the news, you're absolutely right. I have heard the same thing. It's filming in Boston or, or you know, New England in, area. Yeah. Right? yeah. In and yeah. around uh, Boston. Um, is yeah. he it, it, I kind of just assumed I thought it was dumb, but I kind of assumed like it still takes place in Oregon, but they're just filming over there for, you know, it, they film all over the world for tax reasons or whatever. Yeah. Do you think it, it or takes, do we know that it does take place on the East Coast yeah. again? It takes place in upstate New York. OK, that's, that's not just yeah. the filming location for right. showtime to be yeah. cheap. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is filming in Massachusetts, but Iron, the, the fictional town of Iron Lake is supposed to be upstate New York. Oh, that's weird. I mean, they'll they'll write it off like Dexter had to move, you know, to to, to evade the FBI to evade <laughs> probably Lundy, another Lundy Jr. probably yeah. another thing they're not even gonna bother. It's like uh, it's got, Clyde Phillips, like I don't want to deal with the lumberjack shit, so we're we're just putting him <laughs> somewhere else. I mean, a lot can happen to anybody in eight years. It's so a long time, isn't it? He could have yeah. been a lumberjack for two years and then decided, nah, fuck this, <laughs> yeah, to the East Coast. Yeah, I I want I, I mean, he's he's, he's dark passenger won't have um won't have gone away just because he's started life as a lumberjack so uh it, in anonymity but what clive phillips has said is that dexter's tried to relocate to a place where uh there are fewer people less temptation um but people who need to die keep crossing his path 
dot dot dot. So a couple <laughs> couple things I want to point out there. One, you mentioned the thing about his dark passenger, which to be honest, the one thing I always especially with the, the second half of the season, they, they they leaned really hard into that and I always thought it was kind of awkward. Um but I'll never forget like the last episode or the second to last or the, right before Deb gets shot. Sorry. Are, are we okay to spoil what happens? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think so. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, I can't imagine um, hasn't already seen all right. eight seasons. So like right, bef- right before Deb gets shot and then he leaves to go, I guess, catch Hannah before she leaves the country. I don't remember what happened, but he says something about like, I think his dark passenger, he, he doesn't feel it anymore. Like it's gone. Like he was able to walk away from the kill table. He had um, what's Saxon. his face on the table. Yeah, he had Saxon on the table, and he just like I don't need to do this anymore. And he like left. And that was supposed to be a big. I think that was supposed to be a bigger moment than it ended up landing. Yeah. Um. But I think the implication, and this is obvious, another thing that's not confirmed, but there's been some he- some hearsay or some things that were dropped in like interviews that make it sound like this is that this new season. I think the implication is that he hasn't killed anybody in that time span and that maybe what this season is it sounds like this is going to be his first time killing in like eight years like he just suddenly something happens and he feels the or the need to kill again or or whatever but i think i think a couple things the implication of him of the new location the time jump and maybe the idea that he's he's he, he's very inexperienced now because it's been so long and then he's just kind of you know yeah, rusty not as not as uh honed as he used to be mm-hmm. could be really exciting from a storytelling perspective yeah it could be um I, i'll use those air quotes again about realistically like realistically uh w- w- where would dexter find people to kill without the police department's resources like he did throughout the series right i mean that was p- sort of caked into the premise like he right. works for the cops and that h- helps fuel his hobby I have a possible like, answer to that. Well, yeah. Well, but, tell me, you know, is there a way like how would as, I, I'm assuming Dexter's like Superman? Well, almost. And, and in terms of like <laughs> Superman, he t- Superman doesn't kill. And Dexter, if he can help it, doesn't kill innocent people. Right. And so like, yeah, how Dexter being what, you know, I'll just, I'll just say lumberjack if, if that's what he's still doing. Like, how often is he going to find murderers? Now, I mean, you'll find a bunch of scumbags, but how are right. you going to find murderers amongst mm you know, and, and find the proof that he used to have. So yeah. I, I don't know if Gareth has this in his notes, but one of the, one of the other casting uh, characters that they've cast um, is it's a woman. I can't remember her name, but Jamie she Chung. is like Jamie Chung. No, uh, Jamie Chung is one of them. She's supposed to be, she's supposed to be apparently a true crime podcaster. Yes. That's an interesting which idea, be, which yeah. could be cool. If she's uh, doing a podcast on the Bay Harbor butcher. And maybe suspect, like maybe she kind of like starts to unravel and kind of bring him back into the fray or something. I don't know. But uh, there's a, also the police chief uh, and her daughter, I think, in the in the town have been cast as like major characters. And I'm wondering if maybe he has some kind of relationship, not necessarily romantic, oh, but God. just like, All but right. just like some kind of maybe he's he knows this person and that's kind of his his in, his in as far as getting information. But yeah. um, I yeah, he could use her, yeah, he could borrow her laptop, couldn't he? Um, but maybe maybe if he's been trying, working really hard to um, follow all Lila's advice <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> uh, try to, uh, you know, quell his, his urges. So maybe oh, no. uh, if he hasn't killed all this time, it would take something pretty, pretty bad to bring him back and make I him mean, kill again. 
I, I always so think about to the kid. Yeah, maybe. And one of my favorite scenes of the whole show, uh, as it exists now, is the first the first uh, episode of season five, and is the episode where he loses his shit on the guy in the bathroom. Yeah, I love that bit. I, I always love that scene. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just I I'm picturing this new season like maybe he's he's been doing so well as as to avoiding killing and it's just starting to to creep back in like the the desire to want to do it. And he's maybe trying to resist. And then I can see there if there's like some pivotal moment where he has an opportunity and he sees it and he's like, I, I shouldn't do this. I don't want to do this, but I feel like I've got to. And there's like some kind of moment similar to that scene from season five that kind of just makes him unravel and become what he used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Could be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, if, if he's gone so many years without I mean, the, the, the code was there to channel his need to kill in a mm. um quote unquote air quotes again constructive way by only k- not killing innocents not killing random people but killing people who actually deserve it so that some again air quotes good comes out of, mm. <laughs> of what mm-hmm. he's doing um now if he's if he's been you know living in the forest for a few years with with a bunch of other lumberjacks like you say how many murderers uh, are knocking around there um you know killing people uh probably not many um so you know, it's possible he's been going all these years and, and not killed anybody. But what's that? You know, h- how much is he jonesing for for a fix at that point after so many it, years? You know, after a, after a few months, that might be easier to handle. But after yeah, a few I mean, years, I, I'm, I'm thinking like just speculation is based on what we know about the season so far, because Clancy Brown being cast as a kind of the unofficial mayor of this small town. And we we know from Showtime, everybody kind of imp- implying that he is the quote unquote big bad of the season. I can't help but feel like Dexter is going to like accidentally stumble across some kind of, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy, but, you know, some devious shit going on that the rest of the town is kind of blind to. Because by calling him like the unofficial mayor, it kind of implies that everybody likes him and looks up to him, but he's really has like a dark side. Yeah. So I could see him just stumbling into like, oh, this guy is actually a bad dude, but nobody in town really knows it or acknowledges it because they don't want to believe it. Yeah. Uh, and then him taking it upon himself to rectify <laughs> the situation. Yeah. Well, how do we feel uh, about the whole concept of big bads? Do I got to admit when I when I heard about the casting, I was a little nervous because that seems a little too old Dexter. Like that was kind of many people's complaints, not least of which mine is like the formulaicness of the season. Every season, some new guest star shows up for 10 out of 12 episodes and then they die, you know, yeah. and it's, it's always they're the big bad. Right. Uh, uh, and I'm like, is it this? I'm like, I'll say this will be the last time I promise. Like Breaking Bad never had big bads per se, like. Gus became a rival to Walter eventually, but when Gus was introduced, he was like Walter's friend, and they spent like two right. seasons of them having a dynamic relationship before they ended up butting heads. You know, yeah. he wasn't some get like, oh, here's the new big bad. You know, he's gonna get killed, and so I yeah. worry about that. But I know that they're in a u- unique relationship with, where Dexter he's got no buddies and he has no cast members from the whole show to be the quote unquote yeah. big bad anymore. So. I, I understand that, but it just makes me nervous. Like another season. I mean, I'm calling it right now. Mother's Day, UK time. Mm-hmm. You know, d- what's his face? Clancy Brown's. He's going to get killed somehow. Some at some well, point. Yeah. Yeah. Final yeah. Episode. 
I think Dexter in and of itself is, is especially this season in particular, to be honest, I think the whole big bad thing would have happened one way or the other. It's just kind of a thing for the show. Um, And personally, I always get really excited about finding out who the villain is going to be, because I do think the, I I do think in most cases, Dexter's story is more interesting when he has a rival or a villain that he's trying to, to take down, but not necessarily always true. Um, I think of season seven and I, I'm, I might get a lot of hate mail for this. I'm not entirely sure, but season seven for me is probably my second favorite season of the show. Um, but I don't really think that's a show that has a big bad. Um, I, I, Hannah kind of stepped up to be kind of like the main. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, like the th- main ro- the roadblock for him. Yeah. Yeah. The focal point, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call her a villain necessarily. And I wouldn't call her, a big bad at all. Uh, and of course, season two, there wasn't really a big bad because everyone was so focused on Dexter, but Dokes was kind of stepped up yeah. to be kind of his well, main. Yeah, opposition. Dokes and Lundy. A big bad, I yeah. guess, if you take bad in the loosest sense of the word. It's, right. It's yeah. an antagonist, isn't it? In a storytelling yeah, right. sense, it's a, a hero needs, your protagonist needs an antagonist. Yeah. Um, to have some so, sort of conflict to, for us to get invested in. Yeah. So they haven't always, like, like, it seems really formulaic and sometimes it certainly is like, you know, season four is obviously an amazing season of television, but it is very formulaic in that it has a very easily identifiable big bad that he has to take down. Um, But obviously it broke the mold in really interesting ways. And I'm hoping they do that again here. Um, Well, they also had the privilege. Well, season four was early on season four was the most like season one in the, in the broadest sense that like there was clearly like another serial killer for Dexter to fight. Right. Um, right. It, it hadn't become formulaic then, but then, you know, like season five, Jordan Chase is the other serial killer. Season six is Doomsday. Season right. seven was Isaac for a little bit, you know. I mean, he, we'll just use the word serial killer, even though Isaac, you know, if you get paid, I think everybody assumed not a serial killer. Yeah, I think everybody assumed was uh, Isaac was going to be the big bad in season seven, and I certainly did. Um, but then he was gone after like seven or eight episodes or something. Um, which honestly I was kind of bummed about because I really liked Isaac as a character and I yeah, wanted I to did. see more of him. Yeah. Um, I like the actor. Yeah. Ray Stevenson was yeah. great in that, in that yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't, I, I also feel like because this is a, a, a revival, it's been, there's been such a big time jump. They're basically clean slate with a whole new set of characters. I kind of feel like they have to introduce some kind of, villain to be an antagonist otherwise what even drives the story at that point uh, if yeah. they had thought ahead which of course you know this is all you know uh, if yeah. if in, if in butts were candy and nuts we'd all have a merry christmas <laughs> if they would have thought ahead you know this would have been the perfect opportunity for laguerta to be the returning big bad or something yes. right yeah I mean, right now of course this is clyde phillips he's not in control of what i got my own thoughts about why clyde phillips left i don't know how much we want to get into that but uh there's so much stuff It was clear when the writers were writing at least the last half of the season, they didn't have any care about what came. And often they didn't really care about what came or what's going to happen. And they didn't care about what came before because there's so many opportunities, you know, like, oh, look, Huerta could have done this. Even to the fanboy me in 2007, when they announced season two of Dexter, I was like, this is the last season storyline. Why are you doing that? Yes. That's the show writes itself. You you it ends with the manhunt and because then you're really on the at your seat is he going to get caught or not yeah, i stay i mean i i have i have said that for so long and i, and I think it's, uh, it's largely because they felt they weren't sure how many seasons they were going to get but they're like we definitely want to do this story 
but we don't know if we're going to get a season three. So let's it, just do it now. <laughs> and then they got se- the, seven more seasons. It's the shame, you know, because <laughs> even in 2007, I had, you know, I, I was like a 90 percent sure. I was like, no, nah, Dexter's not getting caught. I was like, there's going to be more. The show's too big. Um, right. And and so, you know, if, if they would have thought ahead, it would have it would have been great because, yeah, now they have to introduce some new dude that I care about. And it'd be so much better. Hell, even if Deb was around, I'd hate to see it because I like when Deb and Dexter get along. It'd be better if Deb was the big bad. Like, I got to find this this asshole. Yeah. No one's taking down Dexter but me. Deb, you know, Moore. you know who if we just want to get into speculation here about who they could potentially bring back from like, you know, old school Dexter to serve as some kind of like opposing force. Um, I don't know if this is a popular opinion, sister. but like Quinn, because because. At, think about how Quinn was let off at the end of that show. He he loved Deborah, and then Deb died, and then Dexter mysteriously disappears, um, and is assumed dead. And then like, who's to say that Quinn didn't become like obsessed with what happened to his sister and, or with Dexter's sister, and you know, how, to, how maybe he developed his own theories about Dexter because he always had suspicions about him too about something was up, and he knew, especially at the end of season five, that Dexter was in some 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 yeah. shit and he and he you know at the end of that season he got him he got got him off charges because of all that shit so like who's to say quinn didn't like put two and two together and decide he was going to find dexter um they could have done that and they still might you know i guess we technically yeah. don't know yeah i mean quinn might uh after the hurricane had died down maybe they were wondering where deb's body had gone and they're yeah. reviewing cctv and they see dexter walking out with it and they're like, you've got to know that happened. <laughs> like, the they've got to they've gotta have that somebody's got to check the cameras on that. That one. was one of the big holes, wasn't it? At the end of season right. eight, one of one of. You but, know, honestly, um, I, I, I have a few season eight opinions <laughs> and <laughs> um, some of them may not be popular, but I honestly think of the season eight as a whole, I think was kind of weak. I think it started strong and then just floundered and petered out and it felt really unsatisfying but my favorite i think my favorite episode of that season is still the final episode um and but the one thing i've I've never been able to shake is that like why did he have to put her body in the ocean why didn't she just die in in the bed there and he just walk away because scott buck is a hack fraud i'm saying it there was no reason for him to do that i think i I don't feel like it would have gotten the rep that it did if he hadn't if he had if he we already got we already got the moment of um the poetic moment right because like four seasons ago deb had said something about if i'm ever on my deathbed i want you to you know take me off life support right she said that and he was like and he heard her say that so fast forward four seasons he does that and then he's like my life as i know it is over and then walks away i don't i it may not have been the most popular series finale but i don't think it would there would have been as much vitriol or anger if he if they had you know, if he had just skipped the whole dumping her body in the ocean, because it served no purpose. It made it no, also, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, it was also comical that he <laughs> wheels her out of the hospital. Like, who, I know there's, I know everything's going to shit, but like, who doesn't stop a, like, yeah. some normal dude from like rolling a, a body out of the fucking yeah. hospital? It'll have, been, it'll have been CCTV all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, something would have, uh, would have caught it. Right. And she was a uh, my other, my, they would have wondered my, where she'd gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My other two opinions, just real quick about season eight. Um, uh, one, I'll ne- I'm never going to be able to shake the image. Isn't there like a, doesn't he like have sex with Hannah wearing nothing but his socks? 
Yes. <laughs> Does anybody, okay. Why? Why did that have to happen? I don't know why. I haven't oh, been able God. to shake that image for seven years. Uh, it's a it's weird, weird. It was a weird decision. It's gross. And I, I remember I left feedback on this. Like when he ha- first has sex with Hannah, it's like you, it's almost like a softcore porn. Um, <laughs> Cause it's like, you just watch the whole thing and he's gone in 60 seconds. It's like he mounts her and then you watch until he finishes. And it's weird. And he's like, uh, and it's like, what? <laughs> Oh, why, why is there an editor like all right scott you know what um yeah this ain't this ain't cinemax the, buddy the the, uh, the editor is the real villain of that season yeah um but also the other thing i never wanted to have less sex than i than i do when i when i watch any uh, that's the next episode yeah that's the well, next episode I, I'm on our rewatch him and lila this afternoon yeah yeah gareth was watching him and lila and oh. then even gareth had mentioned how he's he's, he's thrusting like dinner. a dog yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Fine. Noise you just did. I'm. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I did it. I didn't. <laughs> but but uh, very yeah. undignified. No. It makes sex look yeah. undignified, and it makes me want to go to church or something. Like, man, you know, <laughs> gonna have a That's cold funny. shower. Yeah. What am I doing <laughs> in my life? Uh, there's a sex scene in season one that's very tasteful between uh, Deb and and Rudy. You remember? It's like very yes. like. Ooh, what's yes. that? You know, it's, it's very cheeky. What? Just little flashes that. Ooh, there's her thigh, and ooh, what? Huh? Ooh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I was watching that episode uh, on my lunch break at work on my last rewatch, and um, and then I decided I was gonna go for a walk. So I take my phone with me, right? And I I'm walking out of the building, and uh, you ever th- your phone ever do that thing where it, like suddenly decides that the video you were watching should should start playing without you doing anything? Yeah. Um, and I didn't have headphones in, so I'm walking through this building, and all of a sudden in the middle of that sex scene, the sound comes back on and all you can hear is, it sounds like I'm watching hardcore oh. pornography on my oh, phone. No. And you, and the, kids is, were on, the kids came to your work for a field trip <laughs> that day. And it was like, what? Oh, I, I was, it was like momentary pan, like one of the most panicky. I was like, Oh my Heart God. Stopping. I almost threw my phone against the wall. Just to make it stop. Oh, <laughs> <Heart> stopping. <laughs> Luckily, nobody was really around in my immediate vicinity oh. to comment on it, but man, my heart stopped. Oh. Um, but real quick, the, the one other thing about season eight I wanted to point out um, is that I think it's a crime. You think the last season of a show about a serial killer is going to be like the bloodiest, most you know high stakes, violent season of the show, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody likes the kill room scenes. They're they're part of the reason that the show is so unique. Um, there is only one traditional kill room scene in the final season of Dexter, and it is it. It sounds fucked up of me to say it. They don't even show it. Like I'm, that sounds weird to say. But you, you pervert. Yeah, I know. <laughs> show it, it to me. Like, like some teenager, like show me the sex. Uh, but, <laughs> but the, like it's it's the it's the can't. It's, remember he finds the 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 dude who's like eating people, uh, yeah. and he has like the crock pot full of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, there's the there's the kill scene for that, and you just you just see Dexter take out his knife and like you. you it implies that he goes through with it and it just cuts, it cuts away and you never see it happen. Right. And I was like, that was a cool scene. I guess they never do a traditional kill room scene ever yeah. again. It's cheaper to do it that way. Hey, you don't got to get lighting. You don't got to get plastic. You don't got to get an actor. who's was okay. Being naked for 12 hours while they shoot it. You know, I mean, that's true. But at that point in the show, I feel like, you, oh, no, I agree. You, you, you pull out all the stops for like that. La- they, they, they're honestly should have been a epic, kill room scene at the end for saxon yeah no, probably shot in the neck and which and you know what dexter, dexter walked away i i did like that scene <laughs> like just for what just on a on a base yeah. level yeah. it was cool <laughs> i was like damn yeah. 
but it didn't feel like it did not feel like series finale material. Yeah, well, look at Miguel Prado. His his eyes were bulging out, weren't they, when Dexter was doing him? I Miguel, love, uh, Miguel Prado's scene was so he good. He went out, like, yeah, he went I out killed, like a boss. And, I killed and, my um, brother. And I killed yours. Yeah. Ooh, that was so good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those those kill table scenes were were a motif for the show, weren't they? You'd have your kill of the week. I, um, I hope they don't scrap and, them. And, I, 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 because like, does he just go back to doing it the way he always did it? <laughs> I don't know, but it—it he used to have a little chat with the uh, with his victim, and it would often give you a little bit of insight into where his mind's at at that time. I think at the um, very least, I need to keep that right. Building. Yeah, it was good character okay, building good. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe we'll maybe we'll go back to that. So, um, I mean, one of the questions I'd written down to to ask you guys was, what do you want to see in season nine? And obviously, Nick, you want to see the kill table back. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely yeah Here, here's um, another one um do we want do we think or do we want to see harry come back that that's what i was going to say about what i want to see in season nine about harry i, I guess this isn't a great answer because i'm on the fence i don't know if i want to see harry back i know he's been in the show he's our man right you know since mm-hmm. the beginning uh i used to really like harry harry in the in the when he was flashbacks right and it's yes. just a personal taste of mine. I, I really hate when characters have visions and stuff. Cause I feel like that's really unrealistic. If a, if right. a person's literally seeing something, they're a crazy person, but shows and movies will do that. We're like, Oh, he's seeing his grandma and she's giving him advice, whatever. Season three did it, ha- brought in ghost Harry. And it was appropriate. Cause Dexter's life was changing. Like, Oh my God, I've never done that. I've never been like this. Right. And then I feel like season four was the same thing, but eventually all of his conversations with Harry just kind of became things that he used to say in his internal monologue, you know, right. Oh my, Oh shit. I got to kill this person. Harry Dexter, you got to get things under control. You got to get, you got to go pick up Aster at her ballet recital. Oh, I know <laughs> Harry, I got this, you know? Um, and I don't know, you know, see, I don't know if we're going to see him. And I, and I believe in season eight, didn't they give Harry a little, a little send off? He walked into the pearly gates or whatever. I, I'm yes. pretty sure. Yeah, he was kind of like toodles, and then he like faded away, like like Anakin Skywalker or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was the scene I was talking about, like right before when he when he basically says his dark passenger is gone. I, I think I think kind of um, it's weird to think about because he's talked about his dark passenger a lot in the show, and he's also had conversations with Harry. But I almost feel like a lot of times Harry was meant to be kind of like the physical manifestation for the audience of his dark passenger. Because yeah, literally in the I scene thought. where he says he doesn't need to do this anymore is the scene when Harry just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, to answer it, your question about wh- wh- whether we wanted to come back, I mean, I feel like it's a component of the show that I think was, you know, hit or miss, but it, I think it was still an important part of the show. The question is, does it necessarily have to be Harry anymore? Oh, I know where you, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> I know what he's getting at. The, I, I think the idea is if Deb comes back, Mm-hmm. the only way deb could come back would be through the ghost dad mechanic right and, and to be yeah. honest i feel like the show deb was like just as much like she's like 50 percent of the show mm-hmm. i almost feel like a season without her in some sh- some way or is going to feel like a lesser season yeah i, 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 I maybe i'm wrong but the heart of the show right and dexter was the protagonist but deb was the heart of it and and when you think about it, the, the the character that Dexter is now, or he would be now, you I mean, his whole exile thing was in response to the, the decisions he made leading to 
Deb's death. So like you would think if he was going to be having inner monologues with anybody, it would be with his sister at this point. Um, I feel like at this point, she's more important character to him than Harry was. So I don't know. I I mean, I I, I, I want to see more Deb. I want to see more Deb. So I'm for that. But I mean, if I really think about him, it's going to just be more the same. It's going to be a guilty conscience type thing. Dexter, you haven't changed. You say you change. You know, it's she's almost going to be a real drag, which, you know, I guess maybe that's necessary. But, I, you know, Deb's not going to be funny. She's not going to. Well, not, think about it this way. She's not going to be helping Dexter at all. Well, first of all, I think she has to be funny. But yeah. <laughs> somehow they got to find a way for her to be funny. But Crazy when you think swear. about it, they implied pretty early on when they started doing the ghost Harry thing that the way he pictured Harry and the way he talked to Harry in his head was very different than what Harry was actually like because in his head, Harry was, you know, very much used to seeing him do the things that he does and know is very comfortable with what he is. But in reality, he found out what Dexter really was and killed himself and he was disgusted. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I would, I would imagine if he's talking to Deb in this new season in his head, it's going to be more of an idealized version of what he would, of what yeah how he would want their relationship to be if it had gone on yeah i mean it's, it, harry was it wasn't it wasn't ghost dead was it it was a manifestation of his, yeah, yeah, of his I, inner I was monologue wasn't funny, it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, although for a while we did i guess there was there was a conversation probably at the time of, of what actually does harry represent is harry the dark passenger is harry a representation of dex's humanity but i think right. you're right it's, it's just it's just a, just his internal monologue isn't it and if if deb showed up it would be a continuation of that yeah um and and we already have dexter's noir monologue itself it seems redundant i want to see deb so i'll take it but yeah yeah, i I, i'm just not crazy about he's got two different ways of expositing information to the audience you know right right yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes and we were we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording that um that being a revival season and if it is just a one shot deal um 10 episodes that perhaps they they would um would they go down the road of a little bit of fan service and bring someone back uh, a familiar face to sort of tie us back to the old days um mm-hmm. to give us that nostalgia trip uh, in case it is a one a one season deal there's got to be some I'd, kind of fan yeah. service it's just kind of hard to tell at this point what that would be uh, mm-hmm. other than you know i th- i think i think ghost deb is it's certainly a possibility i uh, but i feel like anyone else kind of outside of that would be hard to justify working back in to the season um mm. i mean harry obviously would would, would still work yeah. uh for obvious if they reasons get a good story for batista i'll take a little <laughs> bending it like oh batista was on vacation in upstate new york he, him and audi remember his daughter audi well yeah. they were up here and what yeah i don't i'd take that if it's some you know, if it's something good, I'll take it. I mean, and, and I think the I think the uh, the 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 underlying factor here is if it's one of the characters that people largely liked, and I think Batista has always been one of them. Even if his side stories sometimes sucked, like people liked Batista as a character. So yeah, yeah I would I would love to see them find a justifiable way to to bring him back. But yeah, it's I'm gonna, gonna be, be so pissed. Gonna be hard. I'm gonna be so pissed if they go out of the way to bring back Batista's sister or something like ridiculous like that. <laughs> Jamie. Oh. Oh, but, you know, Dexter here's like, Batista's in town. Oh, great. And he gets all excited. Hey, Angel, huh? And it's Jamie or whatever. Yeah. Hi, Dexter. <laughs> What's up? Oh, Lord. 
Um, well, to be well, honest, well, outside of those we already discussed, I feel like the only obvious ones which we've also discussed were Hannah and Harrison. But I think different different vibes, different feelings about those, obviously for yeah. other reasons. Here's here's a, a a theory. What if if Dexter kills somebody in the same manner that he used to? Uh, the body gets found, entered into the police computer, and it flags something up in Florida that it's the same MO as the Bay Harbor Butcher. And that gets uh, perhaps a now retired uh, Detective Batista. Um, Perhaps that gets his uh, spidey sense going and he makes a trip up north. Certainly possible. Although I'm wondering if I'm wondering if like uh, what did we say her name was? Was it Jamie Chung? Was uh, Jamie Chung? Yeah. uh, Yeah. The Dragon Ball movie. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like she is going to kind of play the role of like the outside investigator who has sneaking suspicions that. Dexter is not who he says he is or, or something or, or maybe she comes to town for other reasons and then kind of realizes that oh Dexter here is maybe who I should be focusing on um, I don't know I've started watching like true crime stuff a lot lately like documentaries and whatnot and I've found them very fascinating and the thought of seeing Dexter as a character through the lens of like a true crime detective sounds pretty exciting I hope they do something with that I hope it's not just like some you know 10 minute side story that's that's nothing really because that that would be cool i feel like yeah well maybe she's the one that um rather than batista maybe she's the one that uh gets wind of uh a a kill in the massachusetts area that um matches the mo perhaps she's just done a series on the bay harbor butcher a podcast series yeah so it's fresh in her mind and oh suddenly there's this body that's found up north uh and that's what brings her to the area yeah i just had a thought i don't know anything but she could be our conduit into fan service she could be in miami and that's the excuse for like oh here's batista's cameo here's masuka's cameo and now ah. they're gone you know what Ooh, i mean like yeah. just, for, just for fan yeah. service like she's doing investigation and you know batista's batista's at his beachside house and yeah. you know he's kind of he's <laughs> kind of old man fit you know he's kind of been working out but he's 60 something and he's like dexter morgan now that's a name i haven't heard in a long time yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good theory. I hadn't thought of that. I like that. that well, then eventually of... she she'll go meet up with him in in Boston or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that could just because you get your fan service in, but then Clyde Phillips doesn't really have to worry about like how does Masuka get in the mix for the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a I bad think, thought. Think you've got it. I think. Oh, that's here we it. go. Boom. That's a Gareth yeah. Watkins uh, exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. I apologize, but I do have to, to to roll out here. If I hang up on this, is it going to interrupt your recording or anything like that? No, no, you're 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 free to go, my friend. Um, okay. thanks very thanks very much for for thank you, Nick, giving up your time this afternoon at what was uh, I appreciate very short notice. Oh uh, yeah, no problem. This is this has been a pleasure. It's been great to chat to you and and hear your thoughts. So thanks. I, I look much. forward to hearing from you guys again when that when the new season is rolling. Oh, we so. gotta yeah, we gotta do another one once the trailer drops or something. Yeah, ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> all right. Y'all have care. a great afternoon. Take it easy. Thanks, Nick. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Dissecting Dexter. But Aster and Cody probably not coming back, right? Nah, I don't think so. Nah. They wouldn't. You know, it, 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 it's, so. a, it's a shame because in my idealized version of Dexter, they're so important to him. They're, yeah. you know, that's in, in the early seasons, but you're in the midst of rewatching, yes. you know, they're his, they're, they are his humanity. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. But that's just not the way it was for the last four years of the show. 
you know, and it's like yeah. it would it wouldn't ring true if suddenly Astro and Cody came back and Dexter was like, oh, those kids that I think about all the time and I remember <laughs> their birthdays and everything, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry yeah. for your loss. I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Hey, let's get controversial. You want it? Let's get. Let's do it, dude. So a lot of people think about Dexter. They go, um, oh, you know, you know, the first four seasons were good and they were good, but I feel like maybe the last four seasons wouldn't be as bad. And I'm, I'm gonna sound whiny here if they didn't kill Rita, because they kill Rita and then they don't have the guts to go through with the implications of like now Dexter's a single dad. Because they just got, oh, well, now Dexter got rid of those kids and Dexter's life gets better now. You know, Dexter's life improved after Rita died. He's got more free time. Uh, he starts having sex with other ladies. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, I feel like, you know, that was a misstep, killing Rita like that. Just because they didn't have the guts. If they went through with it, and hey, here's a fantasy. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you talk. Here's a, here's a fantasy. You ready? <laughs> okay. This is never going to happen, but this is what I dream about at night. <laughs> the re- season nine the revival and they pull a are, are you familiar with like the halloween movies i think we already talked yes. about this how the how ha- every halloween movie just disregards everyone before it's very selective halloween yeah. three ignores halloween one and two halloween four ignores halloween three halloween five ignores halloween three and four you know it's all crazy to eventually yeah. the most recent one from 2018 ignores everything but halloween one and two yes if i would i would I would squeal if season nine just picked up after season four. Rita did die, but season nine was just Clyde Phillips saying, fuck it. Here's here's my season five. And, it, and it's 10 years later since Rita's died. And so then that makes it easy because we don't really have to watch Dexter struggle being a single dad because that doesn't make good TV. Watching yeah. Dexter be that's not, stressed. That's not the show. That's not the Dexter we want, is it? Yeah, it's not really the Dexter we want, but it's the Dexter we deserve. That sounds like some Batman shit. Uh, it's the Dexter we deserve. If you're going to kill Rita, go through with, like, you know, pro- your promise of, like, now Dexter's single dad. Um, but, yeah, season nine could have picked up, but well, Rita's dead. And now, but all the hard stuff is over because Aster's gone away to college. Cody's in high school, what, you know. And I don't know. That's just the fantasy I have. That'll never happen. But wouldn't that be nice, though? Because we'd still be in Miami, and it'd still be fun. We would, we would, we would. Um, I, 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 I did feel that after what happened with Rita, that Dexter should have just completely unraveled, because that family unit was what mm-hmm. was anchoring him really. He almost uh, could have been. I, know th- I mean, this is really dark, but he almost could have like been very con- terrorizing or controlling of his family. Maybe Aster and Cody want to go to the grandma and grandpa. He's like, no. You know, you're my kids, you know, like, yeah, he could have kind of really clung on to them, you know, trying to get some control. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you say, it doesn't necessarily make good TV no. <laughs> for a serial killer show. But um, I mean, maybe maybe a clever writer could have found a way to do it like Clyde Phillips, perhaps. Like he hopefully can. Like he hopefully can, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm I'm feeling cautiously optimistic that that this season's going to be going to be good, given the amount of time they've they've had to think about this, uh, and that Michael C. Hall is on board. But then, as I think we said at the at the time, his career hasn't exactly gone stellar since um, yeah. Dexter finished. Yeah, I'm a cynic. You know, I'll be the cynical. You can be the good guy. I'll be the cynic. I'm yeah. You're like, Michael C. Hall agreed to come back because it's a great story. And I'm also like, yes, well, because he's also not a big star anymore. You know, 
Yeah. He's and, he, he, he's done some movies or TVs that haven't taken off. He's in a weird band. You know, you yeah. know, I He'll be getting a good payday for this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if it's just a one off. And um, I mean, it, the, the comment about whether this is just a one shot deal. Um, I think it was just an off the cuff remark in an interview that he gave recently yeah. where he said um, someone said, is this the, the start of a, um, a regular thing coming back? And uh, I think he just kind of kept it sort of uh, ambiguous and just said, well, who knows? Sort of never oh, yeah. type of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, what? and I'm glad if you actually read up on that, that's great, because, you know, I, I'm practicing a very something I'd hate. I'm, I'm just reciting a headline I read. I didn't even read the article. When I when I hear that, oh, Dexter could be more than one season. Yeah. I didn't even read. Yeah, you're right. He could have just been like, well, I don't know. And yeah. if you got a tinfoil hat on, you could say, um, oh, well, he's just misleading you. Because hypothetically, he would know if Dexter dies at the end. Right. He would. So, yeah. Yeah. So he could be misleading. Yeah. Maybe. As as he would. As as he should. Yeah. Um, if he was privy. Yeah. If If he was privy. Uh, well, he, he he would have been. I mean, I, I think Clyde Phillips went to him at the beginning with um yeah. with with his ideas for the season. Uh, but maybe if if he does survive the season, then uh, it'll come down to uh, audience, I suppose, audience figures, and well, probably less so critical reaction because yeah. that doesn't seem to play a part in whether a show gets canned or not. Um, but uh, it'll be the figures, won't it? It'll be the numbers. Yeah. You know, I, I I do just wonder about. I don't I don't even like the idea I'm about to say, but like I feel like you know if you're gonna end a show, a show almost always has to end. A drama has to end with like the main character's death, because if like if Dexter doesn't die, you can always come back, right? And I yeah. guess Showtime would like that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if this ends with Dexter just, oh well, he's still by himself in the wood. You know, it's like oh well, why did you even come back? You know, mm. it, like, but I don't, I don't, I don't, it's all, it's a conflict. Cause I don't, not like I want him to die. I'm not, I'm not jonesing for like, yeah, let's get some Dexter needs to die. Cause he's a bad man. I don't feel that. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I mean, if, if he, if he is to, to meet his end and they, uh, and they do it in a, a, a um, a, a logical and, um, sensible way in a, in, in a manner that's, that's been earned through the season uh then then i'm okay with that because this you know, i was never clamoring for a revival as i say i i'd, I'd reached acceptance with how the yeah. show had ended and i'd moved on i I've, I've accepted that you know it when it was good it was really good and when it was bad it was you know um but uh yeah i was i was i was okay so um yeah i just i just hope it's i just hope it's a decent story it's it's a coherent story and um does uh does the characters um is is in is in good service to the the characters mm-hmm. and, and true true to who Dexter is? Yeah, I'd be really surprised. I wouldn't be mad because Dexter. I know I, we keep referencing things because you and I have been talking a couple times over the years since yeah. the show ended. We've kept in touch here and there, yeah. and we've really been talking a lot recently. And yeah. yeah, I remember I sent you like a picture of Dexter's face. Where it's just like the Dexter of the most recent seasons, he yeah he just he wasn't funny anymore. We've said that, but like yeah, he was always just in a bad mood, and he didn't even um you couldn't even believe him as like he's supposed to be the likable office guy. Like even in season six or whatever, it was like Dexter's always pissed when he's at work, and why do people like him? Yeah. Um. Now in 
this new show, I imagine he could have a whole new persona invented for him. I don't expect him to be Mr. Friendly. You know, he's probably going to be very standoffish to everybody, I, you know, for his own safety. Yeah. In the new show, right? Yeah. Under his new persona. Of, mm-hmm. um, but I, I wouldn't be mad if they kind of, if Dexter regressed to being more cheerful or anything. Like, oh, yeah, this is, I remember, yeah, Dexter used to, people used to like Dexter. Because the idea is people would be surprised when they found out Dexter was a killer. But then, yes. yeah, when, yeah, when you got to the later seasons where Dexter was always moping and crying mm-hmm. and thinking about, like, oh, my son has darkness in him or something. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, man, this guy's he's got some demons in him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Dokes I, would be spinning in his grave. Yeah. Oh, Dokes. Why can't Dokes be back? Oh. I love that, man. Like, I'm, he, I'm, we won't see I'm, him again. <laughs> I'm in the thick of that now with, well, the, the episode I just watched, the, the the most recent one I watched before we recorded was the one where Dexter says, I own you. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a good episode. There's some good stuff that happens in that. Unfortunately, it's got all that thrusting and grunting as well, but um, yeah, uh, there are some great moments in that one. Oh, it I was lo- so I good. That it. tension between the two of them. Was so good. Some people, some people say like, well, it's, you know, always end on top, right? Leave them wanting more. But I feel like I could have used a little bit more dokes again. Yes. If you would have gone with my brilliant idea, you know, make make season two the like in the perfect world where you plan the whole show out. Season two is the season five story and the show ends after five seasons or something. Right. Mm, yeah. Uh, Dokes could have died. And maybe maybe the Dokes Dexter tension could, couldn't have lasted all the way to se- a season five, maybe. But man, I could have used one more season of Dokes. No matter what you try, no matter when, no matter how hard you work, I'll always be a step ahead of you for one simple reason. And what's that? Let me ask you this, because this will tie back into season nine. Something I'm looking forward to my rewatch when I do do it is I'm in a a weird, morbid sense. I'm looking forward to watching the later seasons that I don't enjoy as much, you know, to kind of relish in the cringe. Like, oh, I can't believe (laughs) Dexter. What to do that? Do you remember the character Elway? Elway. Elway was. Was he a private detective? Yes. I forgot he existed until very recently. And yeah, because he's he's they introduce him in season eight. He's another one of these almost dokes like characters or whatever. Where, yeah, he he's Deb's boss. Yeah. Because remember, Deb leaves the force. Yeah. And so Deb works for him. And yeah, he's he's Deb's boss. And nowadays in today's vernacular, you'd say he's simping for Deb. He's super mm. into Deb and she's super not into him. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he 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 gets whiff of Hannah. His, his whole thing is Hannah. Eventually, that's where his storyline leads him in season eight is yeah. oh, I, I, Hannah McKay. I'm going to become I don't know if he cares about fame or something like I'm going to be the guy who caught Hannah McKay. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, when we last saw Elway, Hannah knocked him out on a bus. Do you remember that? it's so this is what i'm looking forward to yes it's It's like she's about to take hannah's got harrison and they're about to go to you know miami international airport to fly out to argentina or something hannah from what i remember and hopefully one of your uh viewers doesn't correct me uh what's his name uh elway like corners her on the bus and like sits next to her like oh i got you now bitch here i am and then, yeah, she, like, stabs him with the M99 needle, like, yes. in the leg or something. Yeah, and he, like, in the leg. Passes out. <laughs> yeah, and so Elway, do we think he's going to come back? Because at least he, 
Because I, I remember that was almost a loose end because it was like, you know, they didn't kill him. Yeah. But he was privy to the fact that, like, Dexter Morgan is sleeping with famed fugitive Hannah McKay. You know, like, I, I guess what I'm saying is they could bring him back without it's, it being too much of an eye roll. Like, oh, it, really? Yeah, it, it would it would make sense. It it would it is. You're right. It, it is a loose end from season eight. Um, would anyone remember him? Who hasn't well, the viewers I don't know. the show? Um, your average viewer. Um, I mean, I think your average viewer uh, didn't see that um, uh, Geller was a, was. Oh, that's uh, true. Dead. I remember that? Yeah, I forgot about that. And and, and the uh, Scott Reynolds on the podcast was it was like, aha, we tricked yeah. you. Oh God, I remember. <laughs> no, Those are good good times, man. Yeah, yeah. I, remember. <laughs> I remember that. We <laughs> called that. We saw it we coming all... a mile off. Yeah, a bunch of your viewers called it in the first episode. Like, I think he might be a ghost. Keep an eye out. Yeah. You know, let's see. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there was that scene in the in the uh, coffee shop or something, and the, and the waitress never acknowledged him and set yeah. one place. And the clues were there. If you were watch, if you had that thought in mind, mm-hmm. it all made sense. Yeah. And it was so clear. It was so telegraphed. But that's because audience. That's just down to audiences these days being a lot smarter. And we've seen so many clever TV shows pull these it's- tricks. It's true. I remember being blown away by the sixth sense. Like what? Yeah. Well, that's that's the similarity, isn't it? That's the yeah. Uh, the inspiration for that trick, I think. Yeah, you can't. In, yeah, you can't do that again. Nope. You make yourself into a monster, so you no longer bear responsibility for what you do. You don't think there are monsters in this world? You don't believe people are evil? You're listening to Dissecting Dexter. I'll show you evil. Since the show ended, uh, uh, Daniel Licht has died. The the Did music, the, the guy who composed all the music, he he, infor- he unfortunately Maybe. passed. Right. So that's an interesting topic for sp- pure speculation. I don't know if we know anything, but I can imagine they'll re. I don't know if they'd reuse all of his music, but like they'll reuse themes, right? They might recompose something. I, I mean, given the show's relocation, because some of the music had a Latin feel, didn't it? Yes. At Far Miami, which was appropriate. But whether there'll be some um, some new motifs uh, for the new location with some of the old themes that were appro- that were um, for Dexter, like the blood theme. Yeah. Oh well, the, the, even the the main Dexter theme song that well, that was a Rolf Kent. He, yes. Daniel Lick didn't do that. That was Rolf Kent. But yes. even that is going to be a sore thumb if they try to reuse that for the new thing, right? I feel like they might they got to they might even try to go classy. A lot of shows are classy mm-hmm. and they don't even have opening themes or you know, it'll be like Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. I hate bringing that up again, but you know, it's yeah. like a 4 second thing. Like here's the show, you know, yeah. enjoy. Not waste time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dex had a full-on title sequence, didn't it? But the yeah, the it, music the music was slightly quirky. Which yeah. is of course in keeping with the original tone of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Even that. Yeah. It, even it's in the original run that that theme song almost was out of place eventually yeah. in the show. Well, because they never reshot it, right? Even when Dexter was living with Rita, it was still Dexter by himself in the apartment. You know. Yeah. 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 I I I have no doubt they're gonna reshoot the opening at the very least if they yes. do if they do decide to reuse the the uh, the same song they're gonna have to reshoot it. Yeah. I think they have to. I, I would be quite happy if they um, uh, did a new spin on the theme. Yeah, a new arrangement, a, a but the same arrangement. song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be. Um, I think that would be good. 
All right. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Travis, for for joining me tonight. It's been brilliant to uh, to catch up. It's like old times, isn't it? It's like we've well, yeah. it's like we've we've not paused for oh. seven years and uh, picked up where we left off with the oh, it's uh, beautiful. The we, I want to come. I want to come back, man. We do a, a new trailer. I want to come back. Yeah. Before season nine comes around, that I think that would be that would be necessary. And then do you a, remember? A, do you remember Sandra? Yes. I uh, yeah, I kept in touch with her for a while. I feel oh. I feel a little guilty because I haven't. I feel like I left her hanging. I feel like she messaged me once and I never messaged back. But yeah, for a couple years, her and I would be emailing still. And I, Sandra, okay. if you're out there, email me. Or I guess I should email <laughs> you. Maybe I'll email you. But email me if I don't email you. Yeah, well, I would. I would. It would be lovely if when season nine comes around and you know we start going through feedback, that some of the old names come out of the woodwork that that would be uh that would be really good and you know get you know get the old gang back together because yeah. we had a, a good little good little community of uh you know regular feedbackers and um it was nice we had, we had you some were good you were a pioneer for sure uh you know podcasting wasn't they wasn't as huge as it is now you know yeah. you could you you probably never even thought about getting like an audible or squarespace or sherry's berries uh, <laughs> not you know. until later yeah. yeah, well, you know, that's this like part and parcel with podcasting now, but at the part podcasting was smaller and you were the only Dexter podcast for up until the official one, I feel like. Well, there was nope. there was Jeremy Headington. He had um, what did he call his? The, the Dark Passenger the, or something. The Dexter, not the, the Dexter podcast. It may have just been the Dexter podcast. Um, and he he disappeared after season four. Yo, so, you're right yeah. about that. Yeah, so I then I, I was. That. And and I was the only one doing a rewatch, which is probably how I established a bit of an audience back in those days. Mm-hmm. People looking for Dexter content, and there wasn't much wasn't much to choose from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were uh, like, you, you yeah. were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't mean to be a downer, but I'm like, I'm sure that there's more than just your podcast out there now. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and I bet when season nine comes around, I bet there'll be I bet oh, there'll be yeah. a dozen or so podcasts who well, may then go back and do a, re- a rewatch of their own what see i don't know about rewatch that might still be your thing but there's definitely when season nine comes around there's going to be dexter dedicated podcasts as well as you know now we got things like ign and collider and nerd city usa you know all these all these things that just they make their money off talking about star wars and marvel or anything pop culture they'll end yeah. up having a Oh, you know, let's talk about Dexter this week. The, the Dexter edition. But first, yeah. Geek Crate gets you all the greatest yeah. things that, you know, <laughs> to your house, you know. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, uh we'll we'll wrap up the uh we'll wrap up the recording now. I'll I'll just say thanks thanks everybody for listening. Thanks again to you Travis and to Nick uh for joining me to to chew the fat about Dexter old and new. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope that speaking of old and new we have some old and new listeners joining the the dissecting dexter train uh we'll get together again hopefully before season nine airs perhaps yeah like you say when we've got a trailer to uh to talk about and we've got something really juicy to to tuck into but in the meantime if if anyone has any thoughts about uh about season nine fire them over to dissecting dexter at gmail.com uh or you can send me a voicemail if you like and we'll maybe get a, a feedback episode if if enough stuff comes in um or maybe we can go over it when uh, when we next get together for a, 
a Zoom meeting or whatever and, uh, and have a chat. But in the meantime, until then, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be dissecting some more Dexter very soon. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>